Welcome to Moonshooting, a podcast about using your power to achieve your dream, reconnecting to your passion, and the money to get you there. In Moonshooting, your dream is not about what you create or what you achieve. It's about you. You are the brand. You are the dream. You are the moonshot. What does everybody want? Power. In their relationships, in their social circles, in business, and over their creations, and in their life. You are somewhere on the spectrum of being either powerless or powerful. In these next five episodes, we will focus on the power of you and how you use it to either build a powerful or powerless life, no matter what path you're on. In this episode, we make the assertion that your system of worth, the toxic patriarchy keeps you powerless. Powerful people don't work. They create value for themselves. The most powerful create a system of worth unique to them that becomes a part of them, their brand and their platform. Okay, so hello, another episode. Episode eight. Yeah. 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 And thank you for that great intro leading us into what we're talking about today. Amazing. It was amazing. You're a star. I'm a superstar. (laughs) So to kick us off, you know, talking about our our episode, we're going to jump into our first segment, which is from the mind of Maud. So what do you have for us today, Maud? (laughs) Yeah. So leading into that, we're talking about this notion of the system of patriarchy. And their system of worth or value. Yeah, we've been right. talking about a lot about systems. Right. And I kind of think of worth versus value. Valuation is kind of like a business thing and worth is a part like your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mm-hmm. you know, but there's still like, it's your worth. Like, what are you worth? Yeah. Right. Which is such a, a complex thing to right. think about. Um, so in this episode from the Mind of Mod, we're talking about that notion of this value system, system of worth. Mm-hmm. And we're going to touch on the toxic patriarchy. Yes. Ooh, our favorite topic. Ooh, what do I mean by that? That's the thing that you get your system of worth or value from, you know, the system, the people, the heads, like your, the society, your parents, whoever, right? External factors. External factors that have given you this thing that you grew up in. You're like, ugh. And one of the things we said with the pattern that I saw, the people that were super iconic, they had this thing where they got into college and they dropped out and how I said, oh, maybe the value of college is just get in. And then you and I just had a little talk. I was like, hey, when you go to college, you're like same person, your high school gets into Harvard versus you get into James Madison, even though they're both great colleges, they, they, they get a brand just by getting in. They have to do anything. Right. Right. Nothing. And that's a brand that they take with them. Now, these powerful people, and we're talking about how to be powerful within your own right. Mm-hmm. And powerful people like Oprah, Elon Musk, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know. Icons are good because they have, they have this, they have a notion of a brand yeah. and, we're, and a personal brand. So it's easy to talk about personal brand. Yeah. Versus like, you're the CEO of a company that no one's ever heard of, right? We know Starbucks is valuable, but this Howard Schultz has a, is he as iconic? No, he doesn't talk about anything but Starbucks. He's like Mr. Starbucks, but you don't see him that much. No, that's true. I've actually never heard that name before. Don't even know who if I'm being right. honest. Yeah. <laughs> right. See? Yeah. Right. He doesn't want to. You know, he's a creator of a founder, but that's his his 
his brand is in within the Starbucks. His he left his footprint on that, right? Yeah. So, but like we're talking about people and their brand and how do you become powerful versus being powerless. I think it's more about not being powerless than just being powerful, but we have to take you to the edge of being powerful so you know what powerless is. Yeah. And so what they did was they reject this notion, this system, this worth system that patriarchy does. And what I call a scale, how they scale it out is your wealth, your education, your class. What, where do you fall, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I call drivers, which are the things that drive those things, that the everyday speak of it is your job, your title, your salary. Mm -hmm. Now, can you imagine asking Elon Musk or Oprah at a cocktail party, what's your job? What do you do? Like when you go, they always ask, hey, what do you do? What do you work at? Blah, blah, blah. It's not like, oh, you're Oprah. Oh, you're Elon. Yeah. Like what cool company you're creating today? What's your vision? What's your moonshot lately? What's, your, what's the latest thing you're working on? That's their brand. Yeah. Right? So they've rejected that notion. Mm -hmm. They rejected it outright. Of, of getting any kind of value in traditional systems. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they're not valued that way. Right. Right. So, but if they're, if they rejected that and they're, you know, they didn't want to be valued by that system. Right. What do you do if you want to reject it yourself, but there's no system of value? Like, what do you, what do you do when you don't have a system to value you anymore? Well, they relied on, like, sometimes the value of their brand as determined by the things they owned. But really, the things they owned had a much higher value because of who they were their brand. And we're going to talk a little bit in a second, another segment about the intangible versus tangible nature of that. But what you really need to know is when you rejected that and you turned over, now you got to create your own system of worth, your own system of value. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. So A, you have to reject this the system that people give on you. And the next thing you do is you got to create your own valuation system. Interesting. Okay. And does that look Different for everyone? Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to help you understand the components. Over time, one of the things we're going to drive to is helping you understand your brand, your brand value, personalized it, mm -hmm. right? And we could, we, could, I could, we could deconstruct different icons in context, and I'll show you some of that in this, in this episode. We're going to do some of that. But each of them has their own sort of algorithm. Think of AI. Mm -hmm. They have their own brand algorithm. Okay. And that brand algorithm, depending upon if they're powerful, is probably mostly intangible things that you can't touch. And powerless is mostly tangible. Your job, your house, your spell, right? So now that we understand my assertion, let's move into Kespi's world and how this applies to you and people like you. Okay. In your generation, right? Yeah. So the good news is reject that because powerful people did. Mm -hmm. The bad news is boo-hoo. You don't have your own system of valuation. Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm just out swimming Ooh. in a sea of... Boo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to give me my, my you know, my A pluses and my, you know, little, what are they? Your, uh, when you get your reports at the, you know, your year annual reviews. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Your little sticker on your 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 report card. Uh-huh. Smiley face. Yeah. It's, it's you, scary. I'm out, out in the dark. value, right? Yeah. I want this. I want the checks and the smiles and the pluses. Yeah. Right? And we've, you know, said in previous episodes that kind of is what gives right. you the gas to keep going. Well, the all good, that. 
here's the good news and the better news. The good news is none of those people had that either. They just had to go out and create it. The the, the powerful icons yeah. that you're talking they about. They didn't have this. They didn't have a system. Right. Which I'm going to, with what I'm doing in the Ventureverse and Monsco and other stuff we talked about, that we'll talk about in my platform, we're creating that. I've created, I've helped companies get capital in Silicon Valley. And the difference between them getting capital and not getting capital was how they projected their future value, how they projected this intangible, how they projected their brand. And what I was really successful with is coming up with a way, an algorithm, an AI, a way to value them. Cool. Using their uniqueness, but also in a structured way. Like what you know right now is your FICO score. Everybody has a score. I have FICO score. My FICO score is 750. Yeah. But a guy could have a 600 FICO score and be like a multimillionaire. He doesn't pay his bill in time. Right, right. Like, that's like silly, right? Mm -hmm. So but they use cash only, right? Don't you not have a credit score if you're only a cash person? Right. <laughs> I got a black card, but like, you know, maybe I have some like stuff over here that like, they probably don't even look at it. Like, like who cares? What's Oprah's FICO, FICO score? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet you have some ideas and some and some and some uh, experiences around that as well. Yeah. So it got me thinking, you know, when when we talked about this episode and talked about value systems and and how you define yourself. And, you know, even the last episode we were talking about, you know, when you ask somebody at a at a party, oh, you know, what do you do? And that was something that as I was making that transition, I was thinking about because I felt like I had to say what I was, which, you know, was a dietitian. But I always joked around about how, you know, I don't identify with that anymore, which mm -hmm. is totally okay. It's no, That happens to all of us as we move and shift and figure out, you know, what we're passionate about and mm -hmm. career changes. I, there was a, a moment, and I think someone said this to me, um, where I was talking about, yeah, I feel like I always have to explain. I'm technically a dietitian, but I want to move forward back into what was my first, you know, my first degree, which was media arts and design, uh, video editing, production, create, you know, creative world. And they were like, so then why are you introducing yourself as a dietitian? And it was like this, this light bulb went off in my head. Oh, okay. So I started, that was fun. Then I started thinking about, well, okay, so let me practice how it would feel if I introduce myself in these different ways, what makes me light up the most? What gets what makes me the most proud of myself, happy of myself, happy with myself? What makes me feel like it's me? You know, like it's it's genuine, right? Authentic. So I practiced that out and tried tried out different different versions of that. And that's kind of what helped me develop my own value system for myself. And in just a very small microcosm way, just something as simple as how you introduce yourself, how you classify yourself as, you don't have to have a job that someone's paying you or a contract or a, you know, now now I'm I'm in that world, but this is before any of that happened. You don't need to have any of that to decide who you are. So even that small change of how you value yourself, your title, whatever that is, you get to decide that. Someone else doesn't have to do that for you. And I think that's one example of how I am beginning to create my value system. But um, let me kick this up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So let's say you go in from, you're a dietitian, right? Mm -hmm. Remember how I went from a service to a product to a platform? Yes. So that's you, what you do. That's your service. Mm -hmm. You're a dietitian, you're a service. Your hospital may bill you out 
that you're a product to them, mm-hmm. right? So then you become a product. Now you're a high value product, low value product. The people that transition from a service to them being a service, which is not scalable to them being a product or building a product, but the product of them, like an Oprah, remember I told you, or let's say that um, there was another really good one I was thinking about, like George Clooney. Oh, okay. George Clooney's an actor. He gets paid to be on ER. Do people watch ER just for him? No. But then eventually he becomes a movie star. He is the product. He drives the movie mm-hmm. as a product. They're going to watch the movie to see him. Mm-hmm. And then he moves up to a platform where now he's taking his value that he's created as George Clooney and, and he's using it as a platform for human rights, but he's using it as a platform to build Casamigos. So he built substantial wealth. He built where he's using his name as a platform to do good in the world, and he's using it to create abundance. Yeah. Freedom, abundance, passion. That gives him the most. So if I go to Kristen Espinosa and I say, Kespi, let's kick it up. Let's, let's say I walked in and I said, I'm Kristen Espinosa, right? And I am the value that I create is that I am really fantastic at taking somebody else's vision or creating a vision for somebody using my platform. And my platform is. Kespi Productions. My platform is Kespi blah, 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 or whatever that is, right? Right, right. right? The one I, that I really love in that context is if you think about the owner of an NFL platform or like Mark Cuban, who's super rich, but he has Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. right? The value of Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks is higher because he's there, but also he uses that platform because people now know him or people see him. He could have just been some rich guy, but now they see him all the time yeah, because he owns an NFL franchise. Uh, so that- MBA, MBA. MBA, yeah. 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 That created value for him. It created value for his platform, right? For him. It's about the platform, right? It's about the, your platform. You know, people say they have a platform to do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The Clintons have a platform to help the world, right? So how do we get you to a platform? How do we value yourself from a service to a product to a platform? And that's the journey we're taking people on right now. Right. In terms of numerically, what, what are you worth your value? Mm-hmm. And then in terms of how do you speak about yourself? Yeah. So this is a really good transition into the law and disorder. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And in law and disorder, there's a really, really, something I'm super excited about. There's a really good, like, rule that I, that I say all the time. Okay. You, Give it. Yeah. I know what that is. Give it to me. Like, it's super <laughs> powerful. Awesome. 80% of the value of the powerful is in the intangible name of their brand or an intangible. Okay. 80% of the value of the powerless is in something tangible. Tangible being an asset. Money. A skill? Yeah, a skill. Like yeah. an editor? That's, yeah. You know? Everything has an editor, <laughs> like, but your superpower in editing, maybe I'm the best editor. Your intangibility of that is they're the best editor in the world. Or like the vision of what needs to be moved around right. versus like the cut, just the, the basic cutting and... Right splitting and da 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 like right. so the value of like the vision Warren Buffett's fund isn't just Warren Buffett it is just the fund he uses this platform to create value for him and create value for his fund because everyone's like oh he's a genius so I'm gonna give him money that value goes up it's not just in the how much revenue I bet you their their fundamentals they call them their their revenue their metrics is probably the same as some other funds but they are higher value because he's involved and 
they know that he's going to create value for them. So he creates his brand, right? Mm -hmm. The one thing that I we talked about that you loved in this, this is something when you think of intangibility, tangibility, the one thing that every can everyone can understand, but no one ever thinks about it is in real estate. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Right. So if I took the exact same house, same cost, let's say a $250,000 Rambler, let's say a Rambler in a decent suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. What's a Rambler? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one-story house. Oh, okay. Arlington's full of them. They call it Rambler. Oh, I've never I, even heard of that. That's so funny. I'm that's funny. hilarious. <laughs> I have bungalows, ranch style is something. Ranch, let's call it ranch. Okay, ranch. Like a little rancher. Love $250,000 little rancher. Yeah. Like in in a neighborhood here in LA, like let's say Los Feliz. Oh, bye. Two million bucks. Yep. And depending upon where it's at. So they have the same dirt. The same earth is under it. It's not like more valuable earth. There's not gold in the $2 million land versus two hundred. And it's the exact same house. Mm -hmm. That's the intangible. Mm-hmm. That's why they say real estate is location, location, location. They're talking about the intangibility of land. Right. Interesting. Right? Land is drives all of that value. Mm -hmm. Right? Hype drives the value of stocks. Yeah. Right? It's like what's cool, what's valuable. So in your brand, if you think about can you create hype for yourself or the tangibility of it, you will focus more on the notion of who you are and what you deliver. That's your brand. Right. Right? Then somebody saying, oh, Anybody that talks about what you make, what you worth, what you're worth and all that, that's devaluing you. Like you're going to come, like we're going to come out of this whole series as like speaking differently. I have had our hardest time because I was always raising money for companies or running accelerators, but there wasn't an accelerator. So I was building accelerator before there was a name of it. Right. I was raising money. They're like, you're an investment banker. Now investment bankers don't work like I do. They literally have people that they go to to get the money. I was teaching people how to get money. Totally different thing. But like, if there's not a word for it, you got to create your own. Right. So we're going to create for you, what's a word for what you do? We're going to create like, what's the business you're in? We're going to brand that. I love it. And we're going to explore some of that and we can have people like off, you know, in when we have decided to do a Patreon, we can give them that. Like I can show you how to create your own brand, but not the brand you think about. It's not like 7up or Coke. That's, not, that's a brand for a product. The brand of you. Yeah. Like Oprah doesn't have a separate brand, but Harpo's the name of her company, right? Sure. Yeah. Right? So all these people have branded platforms, but it's really them. Yeah. Right? So that's what I mean by tangibility versus intangibility. And the measure of it is how much of your value is really intangible. Mm. The more intangible it is, the higher the brand, the more powerful you are. So true. And that I love that analogy because it really kind of drives the point of intangible and tangible. And to expand it to our favorite segment, that's our namesake of the podcast, is moon shooting or, or you know, our, the moon shooting segment. How does this apply to everybody else's moonshot? And I actually am going to kick us off. Uh, I'd if, love that because <laughs> I just got lost <laughs> in, our own, in our own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so go. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think how this applies to everyone and maybe the takeaway lesson for this episode is to begin thinking about what your intangibles are. They're different from everybody. Everybody has different ones, but what are your intangible assets that give you 80% of your own value? Yeah. Is that, am I 
on track with that? Right. Look at what you're doing right now and look at, can anybody else do this or is this something unique to me? Mm-hmm. And then what is unique to you? What is like, unique to you? And do our people value what is unique to you? I just want you thinking about that. Yeah. I want you thinking about what's the intangible nature of you because we're all unique. We right? are. We are also. And that actually, once you start thinking, like once you get in that mindset, oh, well, someone else can do that. Or even as an actor, actually, this is a really great example with acting. Um, I am an actor as well. Um, and something I struggled with was, well, gosh, there's so many girls out there, women out there that look like me that are, you know, you know, right? like, how can I even compete? Right. And something my acting coach told me, which changed everything for me, changed my mindset on the whole thing, was she said, yeah, there might be people that look like you, but nobody is going to do it the way you do it. No one is no matter what, who they are, what they look like, no one is uniquely you. And that's what you bring to the role. So actually, I realized, okay, I got to stop acting these scenes like the person I think they want me to act as. Right. I have to bring what makes Kristen, Kristen into this role. And that's what differentiates me from everyone, no matter how I look, because it's it's the, oh, I just got chills. It's the core of who you are, you've always been. And we learn so much to mask that, to put on, you know, a, a different charade for what we think people want. But really, it's what's inside here. And that's what made me be like, I'm not threatened at all by, because right. if I don't get the role, it's it's because it they I wasn't the one that was right for it. Right. It wasn't how I looked, how I spoke, with whatever. Like, then it's fine because you're the only one that can do you. Right. That's it. Like when I told, like, my daughter... I told her to be authentic in her first interview, mm-hmm. her one and only interview to get her job. Yeah. Right? I was authentic on the golf course in my one and only pitch, which wasn't a pitch, to get capital. It wasn't even a pitch. Yeah. Like, and it was who we are. Like, what are you? Who are you? Where are you going? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Not only in your life or with what you're doing without making it like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to hear you pitch a product. I want to understand who you are. Who you are. What's your vision of where you want to go, what you want to do with your life. And none of that's wrong. Who you are is not wrong. You're perfect. Yeah. What you're trying to do is not wrong. It's perfect. It becomes wrong. It becomes inauthentic. And that's where people become powerless when they become inauthentic. Yeah. The authentic you is going to be powerful because it's going to be powerful to somebody. Mm. Right? And typically, if you're really, really authentic and you really focus on your superpowers, and we talk about superpowers, talk about the uniqueness of you. I love to think about it, and we're going to expand really deep on this in other sections, is the notion of you were born with some gifts, Mm -hmm. you develop expertises over time, and one of the really cool parts of your superpower is what would considered being like- Weaknesses. Weaknesses, but also like inherently, I'm ADHD, kind of bipolar, really bipolar is the the best for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's my superpower. Yeah. Right. And everyone has that something of that. So let's stop trying to fix that. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, like you think of X-Men and all these other things, like those are powers. Like that's what everyone's talking about. I think it's Umbrella Academy and all these other oh, yeah. shows. For yeah. Kids, right. Those are like your powers. Definitely. Focus on what you're great at, your gifts from gifts from the universe, the you know, infinite mind or whatever. Then you have to get some expertises that you had to get your expertise in, you know, production and stuff like that. That's skills, right? Yeah. 
right? But really, the su- your superpower to me is when we were doing some of the toxic productivity stuff was like you were having some challenges. I'm not having the challenges. I'm like, no, no, you need to say what they are because they actually will work for us. So now we're going with how you work. Yeah. You don't like working in the morning, like work in the afternoon. You like doing this. You'll, I like doing this. I like doing that. Work with that. Yeah. Be who you are. That's the most, that's the intangible. That's the authentic self. That's has most of the value. And when we're going to build your valuation model, that's going to play a part. And then you will always focus on that. You will think about that. You'll be like, this is who I am. Yeah. Michael Jordan talks about how many shots he's missed, not how many he's made. He knows that. Mm-hmm. He's missed thousands of shots. He's made a lot of shots at the right time. Right? Yeah. Yep. Right. So he's like, yeah, I missed lots of shots. Don't, don't, don't think I make every shot. Like, stop that. Yeah. You know? Embrace it. Right. Imperfections right. that, but they're your superpowers. But his superpower is the willingness or wanting, and that this came out in the movie Air, his wanting to get the ball. Give me the ball when, when the, when the shots are online. I want that damn ball. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an intangible. Yeah. And that's why they picked him for Nike. Right? That was like, the guy was like, oh my God, he wants the ball. He wants that ball. He wants to take that shot. Right. And we want to back that guy. Like, your intangible is, you're, you, like, you're obsessed about the sound. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, right now I'm hearing your little watch move and I'm like, oh, ah, no. That's so funny. <laughs> I wore the watch because I was like, yeah, hey, I want to add a little, like, you know. Yeah, no, I love the look. Hate the sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> exactly. Your watch is the game today. <laughs> That's funny. So the past couple episodes, we've been talking about toxic this, toxic that, toxic productivity, toxic patriarchy. So the next episode, we're going to talk about toxic capitalism and how that keeps us powerless and how we can go about changing that and changing that value mindset. Uh, That's a pretty exciting topic. Yeah. I know we kind of like touched about it in like, I think our first episode, we we briefly talked about broken systems, right? Yeah. So this this next one, we're going to really dive deep. Keep peeling that onion. Keep right. peeling those layers. Right. We hit some topics, but then we don't have chance to dive deeper and deeper. And deeper. Yeah, yeah. All right. These are important topics, we think. Yeah, we think so. Yeah. yeah. And we hope you think so, too. <laughs> Absolutely. So this has been Kristen Espinosa. Mark Modica. And this is Moonshooting Mission Control, signing out. Signing out.